Yo, yo, welcome, welcome. This is Mysteries and Madness. As always, I'm Dave Colmine, directing this ship into, into the Rocky Shoals, uh, joined by my good friend, Todd Sullivan, a.k.a. Jack Shepard. This is episode number 12, the second episode of our third case, the case of the killer car. As I'm sure all of you know, we're going to get blue, we're going to curse. Not appropriate for little ears. Or your grandma or whatever, unless your grandma's super cool, in which case, crank it up, motherfucker! Oh, sorry. I'm swearing. So now that we've cleared out all the squares to the rest of ya, let's have some fun! Come on this way! And I'll leave the dojo. All right, you're back up on the street. Yeah. Uh, probably take a bus home, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know how far away I'm from home, but... Sure. You take a bus, it's not bad. You're dropped uh, about two blocks from your house. Walk the remaining distance. And just as you're about to insert your key in the door to your office, you hear a honk from a car down the street. Well, I'll have a look down the... Oh, God, is this a car about to run me over? Uh, you look down the street... And there's a car parked about three car lengths back, and it flashes its headlights at you once. Okay, I'll approach the car, see what's up. You get closer, and it's Mickey Cohen. Of course, it's Mickey Cohen. He motions you to get in the passenger seat. I'm being taxied around a lot today. (laughs) I'll get in the car. Jake, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Mickey. How are you? I'm all right. What did the cops pick you up for? They wanted to bug me about the uh, the explosives and Thomas and all of that. I didn't give him much of anything. I hope not. Those bodies they ain't never going to find. They found the trucks. Hey, yeah, you know, just a little late-night barbecue. <laughs> Very discreet. No plates, no vins. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for a reason. You you heard about this crazy killer driver? Mm-hmm. Well, he's been a real thorn in the side to us especially. Seems he's targeting mob affiliates. You Tragic. Know, you know those two in hospital? They're just some low-ed knuckleheads. Petty theft stuff, mostly. But this last Saturday, they got Sleazy Jim. Not Sleazy Jim. Papers, papers don't even know about that one. Why not? Uh, he was with Fritz at the time who took care of the body. Fucking Fritz. Fucking Fritz. I don't like the guy. He's new, new blood, and he's too thirsty. He's too hungry. He's a bad man. Bugsy likes him because he makes a lot of money, but he's he's ruthless, you know? He's, he's pulling in those big dollars, but he's got gruesome methods. Shoots first, tortures, gets results. He started this dog-fighting league. It's making Bugsy all sorts of scratch. Anyway. Sorry, what was that other guy's name again? Fritz. Fritz. Charles Fritzel. Not a man to be trusted, Jack. You, you can't move up that quick unless you're greasy. But that ain't why I'm here. I want to hire you, Jack, to find the driver of the killer car. All right. Bugsy thinks it's a rival mob. Talks about hitting the Chinese. 
Man, that start a bloody mob war. If we're doing it, I want to be sure. You get any description of the car? Well, that's interesting. Hank the Butcher, he's from the neighborhood. He says a car attacked his butcher shop Saturday. Now he pays us for protection, so it's time to protect. I figure he might be a good person to go talk to. Hank the Butcher. Hank from the neighborhood. I thought, I thought that was a mob name, and, but no, he's just a butcher named Hank. <laughs> yeah, no mob affiliation. <laughs> Hank the Butcher. Not, not, not Hank, the guy who's known for killing everybody. <laughs> just, just a butcher. No, that was Sleazy Jim. Right, sorry. Sleazy Jim, man, that guy. <laughs> he'd, he'd slice you. Uh, so, so I'm busting. Okay, right. I'm um, I'm sitting in with Mickey Cohen. Um, yeah, I'm gonna you know get out. I guess if our conversation's done, uh, and head over to visit Hank the Butcher. All right, you head. To- we'll see you later, uh, Mickey. Yeah, keep me in the loop. Uh, so you head to Hank's Butcher Shop in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of like an unofficial mob investigator now, and I'm not sure I'm liking that feeling. You had an opportunity to work the police and declined, so... Well, I'm happy to work with them, but they didn't need to know information about my closed cases that involve client confidentiality. Your call. This takes a bit of honesty to gain trust. I was trying to be as honest as I could. Not good enough, man. All right. <laughs> um, head inside the butcher shop. Large man behind the meat counter. You know, he's got a, a red stained white apron on. Big guy. Welcome, what can I get for you? I don't know about that voice. All my voices are that voice. <laughs> hey, welcome, what can I get for you? Uh, looking for Hank the Butcher. Hey, you got Hank. Uh, my name is Jack Shepard, and uh, I am doing some looking into the uh, the mad driver that's going around. I heard your shop was hit. What voice did I just use? Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. You know Mickey? Yeah, we're acquaintances. Told me he was sending somebody by. He okay. Yeah, it was the craziest thing. So I was in early Saturday like I always am, smoking the meats. Then there was this hell of a calamity out back. I go outside out back and I see this black Model T just aggressively ramming my dumpster. So like hitting it again and again and again? Yeah, just, well, I mean, let's go back. And you head out back with him and see the dumpster for yourself and... Yeah, it's bent in on one corner. Like, it's... So this black Model T is just slamming the dumpster over and over again. I come out here, try to get them to stop, start screaming at this car, and sure enough, it just takes off like a bat out of hell down the alley. Did you, uh, did you get a look at the driver? Now, there's the weird part. No driver. That does seem pretty odd. But... Did seem like there was a passenger. Not sure who 
hard to tell, but it did seem like there was someone in the passenger seat, but nobody in the driver's seat. It's it's not possible that it was maybe a European vehicle with uh, the steering wheels on the other side. A European Model T Ford made here in America. I'm sure they shipped them overseas. Listen, that's what I saw. If you want to go do the research on left-handed drive at Model Ford T's, you go right ahead. I might do that. Uh, anything else about the passenger? I swear... As that car pulled away down the alley, dogs in the neighborhood started barking and howling. Okay. Could have been a coincidence. I don't know. Looked like the passenger might have had a helmet on, like it's undersea helmet or just a motorcycle helmet with a big visor. Okay. It was unusual, obviously. Obviously. Do you remember anything else? Nothing really. I mean, dumpster was pretty full. Pickups are always on Monday. It was near the end of the week. A lot of meat, a lot of scraps. That's about it. Nothing of any real importance or worth in there. We're a butcher shop, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I will um, hand in my card, and as always, tell them if he thinks of anything else to give me a call. No sweat. So this thing comes back, I should call you. Absolutely, yes. All right, will do. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Hank. Hey, 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 here, take this with you. And he wraps up two links of nice smoked sausage. Ooh. And hands them in the that uh, butcher paper. Nice. Hands them to you on the house. Good luck out there, Jack. Thank you, sir. eventful day. We're getting close to about four o'clock. It's not the end of the day. If you had something else you wanted to accomplish today in any which way or form, you go right ahead. I'm trying to think. You've never met Bugsy Siegel. He's the head of this crime family. He thinks that the Chinese are behind these mob attacks. Mm-hmm. So you could potentially go looking for him. I, I, you know him to spend his evenings at the Coconut Grove. I don't know if you want to uh, invite that kind of scrutiny yeah, or this, focus. At this point, I'm already feeling like I'm a little bit too connected to the mob as it is. I don't want to become even more Yeah, connected. like you talked to the cops this morning. You were in the police chief's office. Yeah. Who's to say you don't get seen going to the Coconut Grove exactly. and talking to Bugsy Siegel? Exactly. Right, okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to maintain a neutral slash professional relationship with the mob, but I'd like to maybe extricate myself from being their go-to guy. <laughs> Truth. I mean, there's a relationship inside of this too, right? Is that Mickey Cohen saved your life two weeks ago. That's true too, yeah. And uh, if I mean, if you don't feel some obligation towards that. I That's mean, a fair point. Yeah. Right? I could see that. For sure. Well, and the other thing is his money spends as well as anybody else's. So Exactly. And mobs got money. Yeah. I just don't think there's any reason to be like on, you know, in Bugsy's little black book. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You're also trying to decline being in the police department's little black book. I, again, like I said, I said I'd be happy to 
work with them, but they didn't need to know about that. That's just okay. my that's just my take. Okay, sure. If that's the way the story goes, that's the way the story goes. All right. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else I really need to do. I'm curious about the dog barking thing. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think if there's a way that I could find out about noise complaints in uh, in different areas about barking dogs. Ooh, I like that. What would that be? Is that a bylaw? I think that's the bylaw thing. That'd be a bylaw department yeah. thing? Okay. I so could, I could probably phone somebody from my office. A, a few of the things that we haven't talked about yet is that you have four pushes again, as it's a new case. Mm -hmm. So you have four pushes. Also, you have two plus ones that you can add to rolls at any time you want. Those regain through the yeah. quiz during the wrap-up of our last arc. Those and plus ones weren't quite enough to help on that roll of a two earlier. No, I wouldn't have got you the six you needed. No. Um, I'm not sure if bylaw is just going to give you the information you're looking for. But I think that you could spend a push on a phone call through these police connections you've gained. Okay. Okay. You could spend a push on Axel from the Red Light District to gain influence at the bylaw office to get this information. Or he would maybe just phone bylaw for you and get the information. Sure. Okay. Let's do that. Cool. You get the LAPD switchboard. Uh, they say that he's out on patrol and can be found south of Almeida Street. He's out on his beat. And I would know where that is from last time. You week, would. So. You've been there before. I will uh, I'll head out that way. I'll bring All the, right. Let's bring the goat with me. <laughs> All right. You, uh, you uh, entice the goat into the back of your uh, vehicle, which isn't hard to do. He's pretty yeah. used to traveling by now. I've got, I've got a bit of a leash for him, too, so when I, when I take him out of the vehicle, he doesn't just wander off. Okay, deal. Yeah, you got the, a piece of rope, for sure. Same rope you taught him to the register with, for all that I care, the radiator. Um, you take a couple of uh, the flat cardboard trays that you can put 24 cans of beer in. You put one of those flat trays at the foot of each side of the back seat <laughs> in case he drops any droppings. Yeah, Hopefully they'll for sure. land into those cardboards. It's worked. So far, this is your system. Uh, the back seat's, of course, slowly being eaten away, but... Well, th throw a head of lettuce in there before we go, too, so he's got something else to munch on, maybe, if he feels like it. Right, right. Um, heavy dish with some water in it. Or maybe you just let him out from time to time, find him a place to drink. Find a tap on the side of a house or whatever you need to do. I can see that. Okay, so you head uh, south of Almeida Street to the red light district to pull over where you assume you'll be able to find Axel. Pull off to the side, look onto the side street, and sure enough, there he is. In a fairly uh, familiar setting now, he's down the block talking to a couple ladies at the night, keeping them safe as always. As always. All right, hop out with my goat. Roach axle. <laughs> With goat on rope? Yep. Goat on rope. I guess that would shock anybody, wouldn't it? I mean, doing the front one on the bike, I mean, what was he thinking, eh? Uh, holy shit. Oh, hey! Jack Shepard, how's it going? <laughs> That's an odd-looking dog, Jack. It's an odd-looking dog, all right. It's a goat. Hello, Goat. What's its name? Goat. Fitting. <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good, Jack. So you on these streets. Sorry about that meeting, you know. I think it could have gone better. I feel like it could have gone better, too. Maybe next time. Maybe so. You know, not all us cops are bad. Some of us are you trying to make a difference. Well, I'm hoping that we can all work together as best we can. 
I think we're all trying to achieve the same goal at the end of the day. Yeah, we are. You know, just you want your back scratchy. You got to scratch someone else's something less weird than that. Are you, are you itchy? Is that what you're saying? Jack, how can I help you? <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to you can help me get some information out of bylaw. I'm curious about any noise complaints involving dogs in the last, say, week or so. Right. And then Todd Sullivan spends a push. I mean, just bribe the DM with this thing. That's basically what it is. It DM is, bribe. Yeah. Okay. Well, GM bribe. Yeah, I can I can get that information for you. What's this in regards to, Jack? It's just a case I'm looking into. You can't keep saying that and expect us to be on your side, Jack. All right. I'm looking into the murderous driver. Ah, the killer car. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. All right, all right. And you think dog noises could be related? I talked to someone uh, who apparently witnessed the car the other day. Who was that? A butcher. A butcher? A butcher. No one was killed, but he witnessed the car driving repeatedly into a dumpster behind his, uh, his butcher shop. Huh. What the hell would be the point of something like that? I don't know. But he said that when the car took off, uh, it was followed by the sounds of dogs in the neighborhood freaking out and barking. Okay. Well, I don't know how that could possibly be related either, but sure, I'll get this information for you, Jack. I'll call Bylaw at the end of my shift, leave him a message. Should have the info for you by tomorrow. That sounds fantastic. All right. Expect a phone call tomorrow morning. I'll let you know what I find out. Thanks, Axel. Hey, no sweat, Jack. Uh, see, I like this. We can work together. Head back to my car. All right, take care, Jack. And he reaches forward and scratches the goat behind the ears. And the goat bass. <laughs> you scratch my goat, I'll scratch yours. Okay, what's next on Jack's agenda? We have now reached about 6.30. Let's narrate dinner time then. All right, we head back to Jack's apartment. Yep, I uh, will. First thing you do is walk him around the block uh, into the back alley, and he just takes a whole, drops a whole lot of goat droppings oh, all over the go, back yeah. alley. Then we take him upstairs. He's pretty well trained if he's like, if he's out, you know, nose to poop in the alley now. You're starting to try to train this guy. This is his time. I mean, you know, given a choice, an animal doesn't necessarily want to shit where poop it eats. It. Shit where it eats, yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah. So you're able to get it to go outside, thankfully, before you take it back upstairs to your apartment. Perfect. Tie him back to the radiator. Fill yep. up his water bowl. Yep. Head down to the local diner. Yep. Head back to the diner for dinner. Phyllis is my waitress. You're greeted by uh, a f your familiar waitress. She's around your age. Well, what are we getting for you? I don't know, Phyllis. What's on, uh, what's on special tonight? Tuesdays are tomato toast with tater tots. Tomato toast? With tater tots. That's right. The quadruple T Tuesday. Okay. All right. 
titillating special. Oh, uh, uh, you want the usual? <laughs> I'm concerned because I don't know what the usual is. <laughs> but sure, let me order the usual. Sweet liver and onions it is. All okay. Right, sounds good. And she brings you a big sloppy burger and fries. Nice. And a and a tall glass of Coke with ice with an inch of space at the top of the cup. Yep. Because she understands. Oh, yeah. All right. You have dinner at the diner. What's Jack thinking about? First day of this case. What do you figure is going on at this early point here? I don't know. Um, there's so many mysteries involved with this. The... The fact that there doesn't seem to be a driver in this car, but a passenger, the passenger's wearing a helmet. The fact that the car was slamming against the, uh, the dumpster. Between the dumpster and the butcher talking about how the dumpster, dumpster was just full of meat, it makes me think that the car is maybe feeding or drawn towards meat slash flesh and that's why it's attacking people and also why it was attacking Ooh, the dumpster zombie car something like that yeah mm -hmm. um and i'm curious about how the dog barking is related i'm just curious about all of it but i don't have a lot of answers right now makes sense day expected. one yeah all right and so Tuesday, October 29th is slowly coming to an end. Anything else you want to do today? Or you... Sure, I got to visit um... Jens. Yeah. Go say hi to Jens at Spirits. Yep. Get me a bottle of something. You push through the door into Spirits, and there are a few little Halloween decorations here and there. Jens has a carved pumpkin up on the counter. Real traditional, like triangle eyes, toothy smile. Very traditional pumpkin carved and sitting on the counter. Hey, Jack, how's it going? Hey, Jens, it's pretty good. How are you? All right, all right. I'm doing well, man. Getting into the Halloween spirit. I was just going to say I noticed that you are. Yeah, well, you know, that's what we do, right? Celebrate the holidays. Yeah. Just Are we uh, handing out any tricks or treats on Halloween? Explain this concept to me. I've been trying to figure it out. The tricking and the treating. Well, mostly it's kids go to your door and they knock on your door and they say trick or treat and you just give them candy. All right, all right. Although you're you're more than welcome to hand out you know, liquor when I drop by on Halloween. Just throwing that out there. That'd be the treat for you, huh, That Jack? would be the treat for me. What would be the trick? Guess we'll have to find out. All right, all right. How can we help you tonight, Jack? What do you recommend for me tonight, sir? Well, being that Halloween's around the corner, I happen to find a local ale bootlegger who put Pumpkin in his beer. That sounds insane. The bottles have got a little sediment in them. His filtering process isn't quite the same. It's local as can be if you'd like some. I, I gotta try a little bit of that madness. So he grabs a couple of like 24 ounce brown bottles. No labels on them. Yeah. 
but someone's taken like an orange wax marker and just drawn crude pumpkins on the bottles. Very nice. Three? Yeah. Sure, he puts three bottles up on the counter. Rings it in. Ka-chung. Give him my cash. That's right. It's a little more expensive than usual. $12. But it's, you know, it's official bootleg stuff, so. Yeah, exactly. This is locally made bootleg pumpkin spice ale. All right. Well, there you go. You have to let me know what you think, Jack. I'll be sure to do that. Hey, Jack, you have yourself a good night, all right? <laughs> you get it, man? <laughs> I get it, Jens. Yeah. I'll see you later. Little, little human joke for you there. <laughs> okay, you take your pumpkin spice beer upstairs. Yep. Right. Do the usual thing. Pour about a quarter bottle into the uh, water dish, into a fresh yep, dish exactly, for your yeah. goat. Here, drink some of this yeah. weird pumpkin stuff. You uh, you pour some pumpkin spice ale into a fresh bowl for goat. Goat gives it two laps, and then his eyes widen, and he keeps licking until oh, that nice. bowl is clean. All right. He likes the pumpkin spice. He reminds him of his days wherever he came from. Eating pumpkins. Eating the odd pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds him of the old country. What about me? Do I like it? Roll to see if you enjoy the pumpkin ale. What am I rolling What, what stat? What's stat? Yeah, tell me what stat you're using. Uh, <laughs> uh, sense trouble? <laughs> Stability? What else we got? Athletics. Cool. Can Maybe cool? I think drinking beer is all about being cool. Okay. Is that a one die? Uh, cool is... Yeah, you only yeah, have it is one, one die. die. Yeah, that's right. Well, roll me one die of cool. Let's see how you enjoy this. Got a six. Oh, wow. Okay, well then, uh, you really enjoy it. You pound all three bottles. And we'll roll on the table of unforeseen consequences to see how that affects you. So I have to ask, is the table of unforeseen consequences... Consequences? Finally complete? I haven't touched it. Or needed to. Right. Because, of course, I'm going to roll a four again. I hope so. Okay. Okay. The beer was so good that with a six, you were going to say that your ankle improved. You okay. enjoyed the beer so much that it improved your a ankle. Nice little painkiller effect. Yeah, and so now your minus two to athletics becomes a minus one. Okay. But we're going to add plus two to your unforeseen consequences roll as you're more buzzed up than usual. Okay. And a higher result... Uh, is potentially more more is worse for you that, than a that does make it less likely that I will roll a four this time though. That does mean there's less likely that you'll roll a four. I'm not going to tell you the outcome unfortunately because I probably haven't written it. And no, I don't no. even know where that fucking table is right now. Okay. Well, maybe I'm not going to tell you what I roll until you've completed it. No, I like it. You roll and then I say tune in next week to find out what that means. I'm just trying to avoid you creating something to match the role that I made. Oh. You see what I'm saying? I do, I do see what you're saying. Okay, okay, here's what we're doing. You're gonna roll two dice and add a plus two to it and write that number down secretly for me in your notepad, okay? I okay. won't watch. Okay. I'm gonna finish that table before our next session. Okay. And then you can disclose what you rolled and I will tell you the result. That sounds perfect. I love it. Okay. Hey, listener, tune on in to find right. out what this role is 
and what its consequences, as neither of us knows yep. until the next session. Only I know the role, and only Dave will know the consequences until we get to the next session. I love it. I think this is a great idea. All right, here we go. Ready? Uh, here we go. I close my eyes. Close your eyes. Close my eyes. Only for a moment left, I'd roll the dice. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. It's done. Okay, all right. Eyes open. You put it somewhere on a secret page? Yep. Okay. Okay. Awesome. He like turned the entire notebook upside can't down. Can't be too careful. That's right. Now my x-ray vision, I could only do 15 pages. That's too many. <laughs> I can't x-ray through that it's many pages. Oh, I've never heard that before. But first time for everything. <laughs> um, That's another session. Oh, yeah, we're done. First day. First day. Of case three. It uh, feels good to be on a case again. Yeah, right? Well, we've had some time off, unfortunately, unfortunately. Working out of town a bit. Yeah, and then top of everything else, there was the the craziness around the wrap-up episode where the first version didn't work, and then we had to do a second time. And, Truth. Um, so, yeah, lots of... Delays. Delays. Delays of game. But we're here, and we're doing it, and we love it, and we thank you guys so much for listening. As always, thank you guys, yeah. We've launched a Coal Mines Clubhouse store through uh, spreadshirt.ca and uh, the info for that and all links are in the episode description. If you want to support this show in any way, shape, or form, share it, Patreon it, buy a piece of merch, uh, comment, uh, rate it, whatever you want to do. Uh, there's links in the description beyond that. Yes, please leave us an iTunes review, especially if you're on iTunes, yeah. you're the only one and it would really help if you uh, gave us a review. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Big props to Todd Sullivan. Todd Sullivan has two other podcasts. Yeah, we mentioned one a little bit earlier, Half Got Conspiracies. Um, another one is called When Bad Things Happen to Good People, and it's about banned books and banned movies and things like that. We are currently just finishing up reading a book called The Turner Diaries, which has been described as the Bible of the racist right and uh, is a horrendously racist piece of shit. Um... And uh, so, if you're into that kind of uplifting material, yeah, no, exactly. but like honestly, if you want to vicariously uh, uh, delve into materials that I would otherwise not personally ingest, it's a really cool way of doing that. Definitely recommend the podcast. My hope is that, yeah, at least that maybe someone out there who's curious about the book that maybe would have gone on to read it at some point now won't have to, they can absorb it kind of through our uh, detailing about what it's about and everything else. And yeah. if I can save one person from reading this terrible book, uh, I think it would be a victory. There you go. You're amazing. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Support the Patreon uh, if you can or want to. Just much love. Thank you, Todd Sullivan. Thank you, Dave Coleman. All right. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>